Welcome back, Guardians, to the Devil Lorecast. I'm Purple Chimera, and this week we're going to be discussing the House of Devils and what brought them to where we are currently in the story. Before we get started to, with this show, we wanted to take a minute to make a very exciting announcement for the DLZ team. Turns out that we wanted to have an extra host, or two or three, so we decided to have um, Anon Pig and Mythos Mike <laughs> and, and Handsome Dragon on as co-hosts. Welcome, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Excited, excited to be here. <laughs> I'm really honored to be here. This podcast that I could have sworn we were on it. We started for a few episodes. <laughs> I, this is kind of confusing, actually. Uh, we can talk about really sure what's going on. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Ouch. That, Ow, that hurts. <laughs> wow. Pig coming out just starting it off with a bang. Jeez. <laughs> well, welcome as a host. Uh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we had a. You know, we posted on Twitter a few days ago. We had a huge announcement. Uh, we're excited to make, and uh, so yeah, we're very excited to be bringing on a Purple Chimera to uh, the team, uh, coming on as a host for the show. So we're excited about it. Thank welcome. you. I'm pretty excited too. Well, uh, yeah. So that kind of brings us to. This week's topic, uh, we mentioned Devil Lorecast. We're going to be talking about the House of Devils. Um, before we get to that, we have the weekly highlight. Um, Beta had a couple comments um, from last week that um, I guess he, he was upset they didn't get in the show, so he kind of <laughs> wanted us to talk about them this week. Um, um, the first one he calls just nostalgia. Um, he was, says that anyone who studied the, uh, the early concept art or ideas for Destiny knows that this game kind of started out much more rooted in the fantasy than sci-fi. Uh, and then just that how he loves that Rise of Irons kind of recalling a lot of those ideas and kind of really emphasizing on the fantasy aspect of, of Destiny. It's always kind of met somewhere in the middle. And so this expansion's really kind of hit hard on the fantasy side, which is pretty exciting. Mm. How, how's everyone uh, enjoying the Rise of Iron, by the way? It's been out for, what, three or four weeks now? Has uh, it is it really been that long? Has it been? I think it's almost been a month now, hasn't it? Wow, that's yeah. Came out almost a month. Ago. Month tomorrow. <laughs> How's everyone enjoying it? Well, I really like it. This is probably my yes. favorite expansion so far. But I really like the history side of it, and obviously, this is really heavy in the learning about the old mm-hmm. characters and things. So. So with the uh, the hard mode raid came out last uh, this last week or yesterday, um, Mike, have you gotten a chance to play that at all? Not yet. I actually just played the raid for the first time last week about this time. So I unfortunately have not had the time to uh, hop on that quite yet. But we'll certainly get there. Nice. Well, well what do you think of the uh, the normal mode? The first. What do you think about the raid being your first jump in? Uh, definitely one of. Uh, Definitely, probably my first or second favorite raid in Destiny so far. It's um, it's not so mechanics heavy, so you, you know it's, it, you don't have, at least in my opinion, it's it's much easier to pick up, and you don't have as much of a uh, possibility of you know failing because one person missed the pl- runner missed the platform. So it's there's less blame placed on one person as there is you know it's the whole fire team's job to take down Axis. So I, I was a I'm a really big fan of the Axis fight. I really liked how. Uh, that fight works. Nice. Purple, what about you? Uh, have you done the raid? Or have we gotten into a hard mode yet? I have done normal mode. I have not done hard mode yet. 
Um, but I really like it as well. I'm I'm not a huge raider, but this one was really fun. Nice. Yeah, it's. Um, I try to explain it as you know. I don't think it's the best raid, but I think it's the most fun raid. Uh, I think Vault of Glass for me will always be the best raid, just as far as you know, the story, the depth, the size of the raid, the types of encounters that for me will always be my favorite but this one just is the most fun to me it's like i've played it i think i've done normal 12 times now and i did a hard last night and it's just like every time it's just as much fun as it was you know that first time so it's it's pretty awesome Uh, it's i hadn't really realized it's like that's that's an interesting way of looking at it you know putting it as a fun raid rather than a uh like I can definitely agree. The Vault of Glass is the best raid so far. It's the, it's very well put together. The fights are fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first I, I hated the raid because it was so difficult, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I love going back through it and just having fun with that with that um, with that raid. So I'm, I looking looking back on, I definitely agree with you, Dragon. It's it's quite an quite an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, um, I think Say No to Rage just posted that he. He's done it now for 100 times, and he shared the kind of the same um, feelings. And, you know, it was still just as fun, his 100th clear as it was, you know, for number one and number two, and so on. So that's, I think that says a lot for the raid. Uh, and that's something this community's really wanted is something that it's the replayability. It's, you know, being able to go in time and time and time again and still enjoy and still be rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Um, and then uh, continuing on with that weekly highlight, uh, Beta had a um, he had a, a quote or, he, or a thought here about when he was reading through the City Age first the Dark Age, uh, it's the time of the Legends, uh, the Six Coyotes, the Pilgrim Guard, and other Titan Orders, uh, Rezalazir, the Vanguard, Osiris, Iron Lords, um, and so when you think about that, um, and then you think of the quote from the speaker where he says that you know we were once much more powerful um you know wonder if that's kind of what he was thinking back to the the time before with the iron lords and all these powerful legends of old um and not necessarily guardians individually were much more powerful um just as a whole because right now we just have the vanguard you know we still have saladin but the rest of the iron lords are gone and so maybe that's what he meant by that's not true Ephrodite no. is still alive. Oh, true, true. Ouch. We do have Ephrodite, which I, I'm excited. We, uh, I hope, hope that we uh, get to learn a lot more about her in the future, which Me I think too. we will. I think they've, I think they put her in there for a reason, and I think they left things open ended for a reason. <laughs> so. I have a lot of spinful theories about her, but we won't talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> she could have. I think Anon does as well, so I'm sure we can. I'm sure we'll have a Ephrodite episode in the in the future. That'll mm-hmm. be a fun one. That'll be a very fun one. I'm very looking, very looking forward to that one. But nice. now, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, we have House of Devils. Uh, Mike, do you want to take off? Uh, take the first uh, Grimoire card here. Sure. So this is uh, the House of Devils uh, Grimoire card, which uh, was added with um, the House of Wolves DLC. And the first, the quotes, the first quote under the card says, "The devils take whatever nature has yet to claim." Master Rahul. These are the scourge of the city, the shadow below our walls. This is the house that led the battle at the Twilight Gap, the house we will tell our children about to frighten them into behaving. 
The House of Devils have now devoted great strength to pillaging the Cosmodrome in Old Russia, hunting for something buried below. If they are not held in check, whatever they might find might prove the city's undoing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact check you. It was this card was actually added in vanilla. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the original cards. My so if you if you go to the Ishtar Collective uh. website, <laughs> I, I, I promise I'll stop. I'm just, I don't think we've done this before, so we should definitely. <laughs> um, That's uh, funny. At the, if you're on your computer, um, it's kind of underneath the picture. Um, if you're on your phone, it's way down at the bottom. It lists the categories that the card is in, and then it says added in. And it'll say which expansion it was added in. If it just says mm-hmm. Destiny, that's vanilla. Otherwise, it'll say like House of Wolves, Dark Below, whatever. Well, Chimera, thank you for making me look like an idiot on live <laughs> here. Uh, it happens every week, right? Ouch, dang. Dragon, <laughs> where's this coming from? I'm just, Anon's not here right now, so we got we to gotta take it up. He's got some <laughs> technical difficulties, so I figured. He, he actually messaged me on, uh, on uh, Slack and was like, make sure you, you know, say something about this, so. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that card's kind of cool because, uh, you know, you never know. Like, I, I've always wondered how Bungie writes and, you know, They're do they... are playing long ball. Yeah, exactly. Like, do they, did they write this card and be like, okay, two years from now, three years from now, we're going to have an expansion or we're going to have Destiny 2 or some storyline and we're going to tie into the devils finding something on Earth that's super powerful. It's like... Because this card right here pretty much describes exactly what we're experiencing now in Rise of Iron. And that's pretty cool that, you know, they had that connection there. Mm-hmm. You know when you watch, like, a conspiracy show or a conspiracy movie and they have that giant wall with the string and mm-hmm. all the connections? I really, it's my dream that one of those walls is at Bungie with this, with the lore. <laughs> I just, I want to see it because I, I need it to be real. It's like a, a Lorg mind, like a Kexus created, just everything connected. Right. Through these lines and Kexen, Captain Kex. All right. And so that'll bring us to, um, so we're kind of, kind of, we're going to try to focus mostly on the, the house of devils, but we're going to give a slight background to the, the fallen Alexney in general as well. Um, and that kind of starts with the whirlwind um, and kind of what we, we know about that. Um, so what was the whirlwind? And uh, Forrest, I think you had a, had a comment on this. Yeah. So there's a great summary on this other <laughs> website. Um, I'll just read it for you. Cause someone really awesome <laughs> wrote it. Um <laughs> It says, the, uh, the whirlwind is the event that triggered the collapse of the Elixni civilization, caused at least in part by the departure of the Traveler. Like humanity's golden age, the Elixi experienced significant advancement in technology under the Traveler. When it left, the houses fell to fighting each other, and many houses were wiped out. The whirlwind occurred before humanity's first contract to contact with the Traveler. Nice. And you can find that on ishtar-collective.net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that was a. Uh, there's a cool card, uh, Mystery Vault of Glass, um, and it's one of those cards that if you don't know it's there, you'll. It's really hard. You'll. You won't find it because if you're searching under Fallen, or if you're searching under Whirlwind or Elixni, like it th- won't necessarily pop up very easily, at least in your basic searches. Um, but it tells this um, kind of story um, from the perspective of a of a ghost. And 
it kind of shows this world that we believe is the the Elixney homeworld. Um, you know, start. I'll just read the beginning part here, but it says the image clears. Oh, sorry, the image clears of dirt and dust as a hand wipes the lens clean. A figure holds the ghost up, looking into the lens. Harsh light from an unfamiliar sun backlights the four-armed creature, making it impossible to see its face. Its massive head turns, and a clicking and chittering voice can be heard speaking to something off-screen. While the noises themselves are harsh, the tone and contents seem almost gentle. A curious creature, not a violent or angry one. Uh, and then later on, um, it, t- it talks about the... Uh, the perfect alabaster f- uh, sphere um, in the, above it in the clouds. Um, and so this is kind of a, an image of the Elixney homeworld uh, during the go- Golden Age. Um, at least that's what most, most believe or speculate. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it really um, proves it where it says a curious creature, not a violent or angry one. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have no context of what this is other than four-armed creatures. So to give it a comparison saying that no it's actually curious not violent or angry it's it's sort of calling attention to how the the fallen are today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then like the clicking and the chittering uh, yeah, exactly we, we know that's kind of a, a fallen uh how They're they communicate there. yeah yeah so it's it's a cool card if you haven't read the whole thing i, I recommend it and that's that's you can find that on ishtar-collective.net you can find everything on ishtar-collective.net <laughs> you can I bet. I bet after this episode, Purple's going to go in and make sure if you search "fallen," you can find this uh, card. It's already in the Elixney category. <laughs> it's been there. I was going to say it should, it should at least be like. Well, a see, I, I never, one. I never search Elixney. I always search "fallen." That must. That's, that's my problem. problem. I think. Mm-hmm. Got to call him by the right name. Yeah, uh, Anon, you want to kind of? So we have Ghost Fragment Fallen Three next. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, a couple got, parts in there. I, I got this. Yeah. The full card about Ghost Fragment Fallen 3 is more about the wolves, but just to get a, a broad focus about the Elixni, we're going to uh, take out a middle section of it. Remember the hope that brought us here. Remember the age before the whirlwind, when Ether ran free, when we ruled ourselves over, we, we ruled ourselves and our futures as kings. We wanted more than glimmer and glints of here always. Always remember... Er, glints in here is that a word here always that's how it is written in the card whatever bungee's weird (laughs) always remember that we came to the star in hope and remember that we were denied remember the city of death of children the city that docks which claimed itself claimed for itself the great machine that might have saved us remember the city that even now sends its ghouls to murder our primes starve our ether and leave our young to die gasping curse that city and its name the curse is just we gather to take the city and save ourselves from extinction saying to each other we must be the, a storm a whirlwind a darkness for it is said that only pain may be stolen from the dark and we can let no more be stolen from us we gathered to fight against our twilight, king and devil and winter, all of us but the wolves. Why? What kept us from the gap? And the answer is uh, the queen, Marasov. Mm-hmm. But just um, to show exactly how it happened, the, or the propaganda of how it happened, like their side of the story, they came peacefully, 
and we started killing them. And it's it's possible that's what happened. They came semi-peacefully. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure they came aggressively, but they weren't launching war on us, and we retaliated. Uh, yeah. And, uh, well, then if you look at the other side of, you know, this human race that's all but obliterated after the collapse now, mm. and they see these four-armed alien creatures coming at them, you know, yeah. Nine out of ten first reaction is going to be attack <laughs> or defend yourself. So yeah, and um, uh, one one line in here that I do uh, just really want to call attention to is uh, remember the city of the death of children, the city that docks. Docking is uh, when a Elixney's lower arms are cut and then uh, docking caps are applied to. I believe it's to stop the uh regrowth but there is implications that in that the devil splicers or some uh rank in their uh in the house will actually help them regrow so it's not just remove the dock and they'll grow themselves but the dock keeps it from doing anything just it needs and just to be a little bit creepy if you ever noticed when you're on patrol and you get a collect um docking caps that's what you're collecting. You're killing dregs and taking Ooh. things from their bodies. The caps that, <laughs> that keep their arms from regrowing. You also, um, like this card says, uh, starve our ether. Uh, we take ether uh, sups or ether supplements. Uh, you can actually see on the back of dregs uh, most easily this like canister backpack looking thing. And the Easter su- Easter ether sups are like uh, little vials. It's it's in my opinion, uh, the vials would sit in their backpack, and it's got tubes going to their uh, connecting to their mouth so that they can breathe in the ether, like a, almost like a source of oxygen. And now with the splicers, they don't use ether; they use an artificial ether. Except for uh, I don't know if also Vosik or Vosik, but Axis for sure doesn't use ether anymore he's mm-hmm. completely uh completely dependent new. on yeah he's siva or independent he's not mm-hmm. he's not dependent on anything right but, but yeah um good card yeah it is good propaganda <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, purple you want to take the, uh, the next card uh Skolas defeated sure. It's another one we kind of uh, we kind of took a couple of paragraphs out because a lot of it was more concerning, you know, the wolves and Skolas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Skolas is part of the wolves, but here we go. Yeah. The unfairness of it makes Varix want to roar. Why does everyone else have this patronage? Why do the Hive have gods and the Vex have sprawling, time-bent minds and the Cabal have reinforcements? Why do the Awoken whisper to the stars and listen for the whisper back? the voices from the Jovians, the song in the dark. Why do the Guardians get the great machine's blessing? Was it like that before the whirlwind? Were the fallen heroes crowned in ghosts who strode the battlefield fearless and full of light? Why do they tell stories about reclaiming the lost glory of humanity and no stories about the lost glory of Varric's people, the house of judgment that once kept codes of dignity and law? Why can't the fallen have this strength? But no, that strength is not for them. Not for Varix. Just this bleeding, sad pragmatism. Just dreg strength. Hanging on. Yes. Now, yeah, uh, that's another 
Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, did, uh, did the Fallen ever have uh, ghosts? I don't believe so, because I think Varric's kind of... He always eyes them and like talks about them and says, like, why didn't we get these, didn't they? Hmm. That's the way I'd interpret it. I think as... he's asking here, like, you know, were there heroes? Like, wh- almost like, why weren't there fallen heroes with ghosts who could stroll at the battlefield fearless and full of light? Yeah. Not necessarily they... commenting that there were those, but like, kind of asking why weren't there in a way. I think there, I think there actually might have been a cutscene about that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, ghosts didn't exist until. Until yeah. right. well, our time. Our ghost says, mm-hmm. I think more than once, that um, he was born when the traveler died. That's when ghosts were created. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that yeah. implication says that there weren't any before that ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's another card with Ferrix where he mentions, he just kind of talks about why couldn't the traveler have blessed the elixir like he blessed the humans and you know giving them you know the ghosts and the the light the same as they've he's done here um yeah i like this card because it it kind of similar to the other card or the uh the vault of glass mystery one where it kind of talks about the the curiosity of the of the elixir race and the, the non-violentness of their race this card kind of goes back to that same thing like this isn't they're not the hive who are out to dominate and take over and kill everything in the universe. You know, they are good. They were like a good civilization. They were, you know, they have fallen now, but, um, you know, that they weren't always, you know, they were this race with dignity and law and, you know, now it's, it's different. They weren't always scavengers. <laughs> since the world went. Mm-hmm. Yep. They've, Fallen. There were no worries. Yeah. Hmm. Now, moving on to the next card here. Uh, just a note: this is still whirlwind related, but it does move on to talk about the more about the houses themselves. So, this is uh, the Kell of Kells uh, card from the uh, Kell of Kells mission um, from House of Wolves, and this is a conversation between Petra Venge and Varix. Petra starts out by saying, So, any other fallen houses hiding he'll try to convert? He may seek to gather the exiles, but they will not follow. They follow none. No Kel, no Archon. Petra again. What about this House of Rain, the prophecy you keep quoting? Varric's House of Rain lost in Whirlwind. No survivors, but I keep their prophecies. You think many claim to be Kel of Kells, but none have. House judgment, closest thing to peace the fallen ever know. And then it goes on after that. Yeah, and then the, the prophecy that uh, Petra mentions there is uh, we get it on the hunt for Skolas. Um, and it's called, or it says, what, what whirlwind whisked away will be rewrought, rewrought. And every Kel and Ketch will kneel to the Kel of Kells in Prophecy House of Rain. Uh, and so then we talked about that a little bit um, in our overview of the uh, the story missions in our episodes. I think it was like one, two, or three. Um, and this is where Skolas, you know, he came saying, saying that he was fulfilling this prophecy, that he was the Kelokels. Um, and that's how he was, he was kind of used that prophecy to get the backing of, you know, and 
obviously having a strong army, but get the backing of um, the other houses that and, and his support. So. Mm-hmm. So I think um, in the the Varix, the loyal card, um, there's a whole bunch where he talks about all the different houses, but um, pertaining to the House of Devils, um, he's listing all the things that, that the different houses do and the House Devils plots, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty interesting that he knows that. And, <clears throat> That's just mm-hmm. their nature. And. Varix was, he was Judgment, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Yeah, okay. But it seems like House Judgment didn't really follow the regular um, attributes of the other houses, like, because there was a, a it seems like there's a, a member of House Judgment assigned to each of the other houses as, like, a scribe. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of outside the circle. Well, there cool. would have been. Varix is the right, last but one. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to get too far off from the devils, but House Judgment is an old house. Uh, you can you can sort of uh, glimpse a lot from just their uh, the design on their uh, their banners. The devils is is clearly a devil face. Winter is an upside down uh, dead tree. Um, Kings is a little more uh, difficult, but I believe it's the uh, traveler on the throne. Or behind it, th- or in front of a throne, so it's, which is also another uh, old house. Which actually, just to keep it moving, uh, the talk to Petra mission is the next uh, thing we have here. House of Kings. A name comes from the old world, from before the whirlwind. Most houses carry their name for pride. Kings carry their name because is what they are. Varix, <laughs> and uh, that's the sort of perfect about it. Uh, Judgment is also an old house, which and their banners, in my opinion, uh, look like scroll work. And they were they were the scribes that they would um, instead of this this uh, like Archon Forge society where it's all about killing each other and fighting in prison of elders. It was more peacefully done, and they they had a bigger uh, role in keeping the peace amongst the houses. Mm-hmm. So they were, it, it does give the impression that they were more divided up, not a house just sitting there. But really, besides uh, kings and judgment and rain and stone, the only two we still have that we know were there before the whirlwind is uh, king and judgment. And like one of them is just like the other houses that we have, and the other is one person. <laughs> so it's really hard to glimpse how they all were in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Varix gives a little kind of a sum uh summaration uh ooh, a summation, sorry, of kind of the events after the whirlwind. Um and it's interesting that it kind of falls similar to uh, humanity's um events, you know, after the collapse, you know. He says you know, says first the great machine, then sky fell away, whirlwind ripped away the past. All honor lost, all hope, judgment not enough. Cannot keep wolves from kings, scar from winter, fell to fighting, fell to hate. Uh, and that's, you know, in the early ages uh, after the collapse, that's exactly what we did. You know, we had those infighting, different factions rose up and fought each other. Um, and it wasn't until the, you know, the Iron Lords and the Guardians came and kind of got together and formed the, built the walls in the city that 
you know, the, we were able to get kind of peace, but um, he goes on to mention that he spent time with the other houses, and so that's why, that's where he gets you know, where I kind of get what you're saying, I think, uh, Anon, where you don't really know exactly how they might have been before you know, his experience with these houses is post-Whirlwind, so their actions may differ than what they originally were. Um, but, yeah. That's, uh, thinking about it now, though, I think it's kind of interesting, because the Devils, if I recall, were the the only house, or one of the main houses that didn't get recruited by Skolas, and you know, we were able to kind of jump in and stop that from happening. Um, they were... And then obviously everything happened apparently. for, yeah, and everything, I was going to say, everything kind of happens for a reason in the story, but, you know, it's a good thing we did stop them because if Skolas would have got the devils on their, his side and they had found anything with Siva at that point, that would have been a pretty scary sight, mm-hmm. seeing Skolas running around with Siva. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good thing we were there to save the day. So shall we go on to the House of Devils on. themselves? Yeah, it's a yeah. Let's do that. So it's I guess we'll focus on that. It's uh, this next section is the House of Devils leadership, which I mean, there's not many left. Most of them are dead now. <laughs> so and, well, that's not to say that they can't be replaced. Uh, and of course not. But I mean, Mikkel's dead. Mm-hmm. Both of the Archons are dead. The prime is dead again. <laughs> so, but um, uh, so that's yeah. Let's just talk about who some of the ones we knew or that we may have faced. Anon, um, do you want to take uh, Rixus? Start off with him. Yeah, sure. Rixus uh, is the guy, uh, like we said in I think episode one. Actually, Rixus is first seen in that cutscene as we're getting in our ship and flying away. He comes out of the tube and this. Um, Waves his gun menacingly at us, I think. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the first... He's our first official mission. The second mission, though. Uh, restoration. Uh, <clears throat> just for uh, some background on him so you can remember who he is. The Archons are the links between the Fallen and their servitors. We break those links, we break the Fallen. Archons are revered amongst the Fallen. It is unknown whether these high priests are the caretakers of the Prime Servitors or simply vicious arbiters of the Prime's will. Rexus collects the skulls of dead guardians. Whether he keeps them as trophies or presents them as offerings to whatever Prime he serves, his threat is very real, and his death will bring great joy into the city in, a need, in need of hope. Um, and the, the Prime he serves is Sepix. Mm-hmm. I never believed... Uh, Sorry, but- no, I was just saying, Purple made a good point in the comments. You know, this is you know Sepix Prime, uh, the original Sepix, not the one that we face in Rise of Iron. So this is not the Sivified version of I think Sepix. Way back mm-hmm. to year one. Yeah, way back. <laughs> Long time ago. Um, as far as just like in general for the Fallen, um, it's never been like I've always enjoyed Fallen lore, but it's never been, you know something that I'm really familiar with. Um, so just as far as the houses and leaderships, um, are there any differences between how they set up um, kind of their hierarchy, or is it all are all houses pretty much formed in the same way? You know, Prime, Archon, so on, so forth. I would say that certain houses place more emphasis on the Kel, and then other houses place more emphasis on the Archons. 
Um, especially since uh, after the death of um, his name escapes me, the death of the Kel to the hands of at the hands of Saint Fourteen during uh, the Battle of Six Fronts. Uh, they ha- at least as far as I know, they don't have and they haven't had another Kel since then. So I, I think that their house has relied a lot more on the leadership of both the Prime and especially the Archons. Um, and then, of course, when you look at the Exiles, they have don't have a Kel, they don't have a um, Archon. So there are there are different leadership structures for each of the houses, and uh, it, it just depends on you know which ones we've killed or whether they you know they've set up their houses to be in that certain specific way. Nice. I like the. Cool. The uh, Devils, for example, um, like Mike said, uh, Saint Fourteen killed Sulcus. Thank you, that's his name. But um, we don't know if they had a new arc, uh, new Kel after that. I can't imagine they they wouldn't have a new Kel after that because they they sort of need the the Kel, even if it's even if he's got like a multi role, he'd still be the Kel, just like the. Uh, the wolves, after we killed Skolas, uh, their Kel became the uh, Prime Servitor Orbex, uh, the Merchant Orbex Prime. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it was even though it was a Servitor, it was their Kel. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, but then also the Devils, after we kill Rixus, uh, they have Karis, the Archon Rising, and uh, now they have uh, Vosik, the Arc Priest, which is possibly uh an archon because we have uh axis the archon priest so it sort of has that precedent that like the priest is like archon and like Mm -hmm. it says it is unknown whether these high priests are caretakers of the prime servitors and then there's also axis the archon prime so he sort of became the archon and the prime Nice. And presumably the Kel as well. Yeah, sorry, I can see that more. Uh, sorry, what I was was what I was trying to say is that they have like the the way uh, the wolves, for instance, not wolves. Uh, Winter was set up specifically was uh, Draxus was the individual Kel. He wasn't a Kel as well as an Archon as well as a Prime in, in the case of uh, Axis. So it, sorry, I, I I meant to. D- divide that up mm-hmm. a little bit a little further my apologies mm-hmm. yeah i could definitely see axis being the one who maybe st- stepped into that role of kel and then yeah you know went down you know went scavenging and <laughs> found something but uh we know you know we we killed the or when the queen kills the kel of wolves on uh Ceres, you know then that's when skolas and he competes for the the kel ship so there's definitely precedence for yeah a Kel being killed and then, you know, being replaced by another leader. Mm-hmm. And if you read those cards, it's it's pretty immediate. Like it doesn't seem like they're like, mm-hmm. oh no, what do we do now? Like it seems like, okay, this one's dead. Now who's gonna fight? Yeah. And who's gonna win? <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine it like a fiefdom in the Middle Ages or medieval times. You know, the king dies. There's immediately different lords and sires or whoever's they're going to be vying for that crown now and trying to take the place of the king Mm -hmm. yeah either either you have the people who are immediately candidates to become kel like uh skolas uh skolas and iris were for Mm -hmm. the wolves or there's so few candidates that like outrank each other that the house just falls apart like winter did 
and mm-hmm. it leaves them so weak that when another house comes and says, hey, join us, that they're just going to go, okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of leadership, uh, uh, suffix prime. <laughs> uh, this was, as, as we were saying earlier, this, this was the very first strike boss in year one, the, uh, the prime servitor of, uh, of the, uh, of the house of devils and, uh, his card reads, I never believed a machine could know hatred floating emotionless arbiters of life and death. Servitors are quasi religious automata defended by the fallen with zealous ferocity. The exalted servitor of the fallen house of devils, Sepix prime has long been rumored to dwell deep within the bowels of the cosmodrome. While the Kells are the political leadership of the Fallen, Servitors are said to be their gods, and the source of their life-sustaining ether. A Prime Servitor is a target worthy of even the greatest sacrifice. Those willing to accept such a challenge will have the eternal gratitude of a city desperate for relief. Sepix Prime relies on fanatical reinforcements and its own considerable tactical abilities, including a short-range teleport and a powerful directed energy weapon. Aim for the eye and break contact if it turns your way. So that was the really the basic. Uh, um, sorry, this is that's really the basic uh, overview that we had of the uh, the primes when they first came around. So it also like like you were saying earlier, Anon, you know, the Kells are just the political leaders. They don't necessarily have to be a, a specific individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of brings us to more of the the guardian. Um, history that we, we are more familiar with. Um, and we know that the Fallen were at, there's a big, our first major battle was the Battle of Six Fronts. Um, but that's more, it was more just general Fallen. Um, I don't think we have any specific, you know, House of Devils information regarding that battle. Um, but in Twilight Gap, there's, there is a little bit of kind of House of Devils specific stuff. Um, but just talking about Twilight Gap real quick, um, this was a significant uh, battle for both Guardians and, um, I would say, Fallen, but uh, Devils uh, specifically as well. Um, for Guardians, it was huge because it, it gave them that confidence, like that win, um, where they, it kind of turned the tides of this, of this, the war between the Fallen and kind of gave them the upper hand for the first time. Um, for the Fallen, it was a devastating blow for majority of, of their forces being lost and routed um in this battle and the devils lost their kill <laughs> in this battle so it was definitely a major blow to the fallen side of of the th- of things um and then from this battle um some major things kind of came from that too like we get you know we have the story of saint 14 um of him headbutting and killing the kill of devils um we have you know gallahorn uh, the infamous rocket launcher was formed from the fallen armor of the guardians of this battle. And it was after this battle that Shax decided to c- kind of leave his post in the field and uh, become the crucible handler and kind of take on the role of mentoring other guardians um, to prepare them for battle, um, knowing that a, another major counterattack, a counterattack like that from the fallen could the end of the city or be more than what the city could uh, could handle mm-hmm. uh, so that this battle was a key uh there's a huge implications just tons of different things in the, in this time between the fallen and guardians 
alike. But, uh, it's. I think it's safe to say that this this battle was like like you said, like one of the probably the biggest standing point in the city's history. It's the point where we stopped just defending our walls and started very more aggressively going on beyond the walls, taking out strikes against the enemies. And it's it, the uh, devil's failure in leadership. I, I think was key here in guaranteeing their own demise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of it was, uh, you know, they were about a half a million troops less than they expected to be during this battle, <laughs> which is scary, for knowing that it was such a huge battle, and then knowing that the Fallen were missing major uh, forces that they were expecting. Um, and this is told to us in uh, Ghost Fragment Fallen 4, uh, The Scatter. Um, it's a long card. Um, it's got a. Lot, it's one of my favorite cards. Um, if you doubt how powerful the queen is, uh, read this card. Uh, this is one of my favorite cards uh, with her in it. Um, just her power and her darkness and everything all at once is amazing in this card. Um, but essentially, she destroys you know the majority of the House of Wolves fleet. That's being. Uh, they're stationed at Saris um, in the reef, and I think it was—is it was a half a million? Is that the? I think that was the number. There I believe was that no was a specific number, but they said it, okay. it could have been hundreds of thousands to almost okay. a million. That's yeah, and it was something in there. Yeah, so huge numbers were were lost yeah. there, and so that definitely uh, paid a had huge effects on the Battle of Twilight Gap with the, the wolves not making it. Yeah, anyone else have any thoughts on on this card before moving on? Really, really cost them in the end. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Don't never underestimate the queen. Never. Just <laughs> no. don't do Even it. Even if she's dead or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> don't underestimate the queen. She's yeah. far from dead. Very okay. Far. Yeah, we'll definitely have to come back and and talk about the reef wars mm. and in some detail later because that's there's some awesome history there and yeah, it's a really topic. cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, purple. You wanna you wanna lead us into Saint Fourteen, yes. the legend. He's one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, if you haven't read this card, go read it because it's awesome. But I'm gonna. Well, gonna I'm going to read it right, it right now. now, and then you can go read it again tomorrow, because <laughs> it's that awesome. It's that good. Okay. Twilight's End. He could feel his light draining. He pulled all of it into one last hope. He reeled back, and bam! His helm found purchase, breaking through just above the Kel's eyes. The ether screamed from his head, and together they fell to the ground. The Exoguardian rose, staggering back. He couldn't take his eyes off the Kel's body. He'd never seen any fallen withstand a skull puncture, but this was no ordinary fallen. He waited and waited. Ghost? The words barely audible. He heard her flash in, but had a hard time pinning her down. She was buzzing about, surveying the fallen Kel. He's dead, all right. So that's it. We are done now? He removed his helm tossed it aside, and dropped to his knees. The devils without a kel. The war was over at last. They could finally go home. 
And I'll stop there because the whole rest of it is really interesting, but it's not really relevant to the House of Devils. <laughs> uh, one one thing, uh, since you stopped there, I just do I do want to just uh, bring up. Uh, lost it. Okay, there it is. Uh, this line, uh, spoken by the speaker. Such courage and power, the greatest ever to brace these worlds. You bring us, you bring all of us peace. We will light the final flare, devil red. They will all know what you've done. Uh, so they're obviously lighting flares to signify, uh, winds. And the fact that it's devil red, do you think that they were... Like I, I know they could. I know they couldn't have killed Draxus because we killed Draxus. But could they have killed like what other major fallen did they kill that they had other flares? You know, like did I, I they have it. a gold for kings and a blue for winter? Like <laughs> what? what yeah, don't I, we know I would think since happened? this is a battle that has all the well, not the wolves, but all the rest of the houses you know the three yeah that they houses. have that they've been signaling we know from what i just read that this is the last one right the battle is where we won the war so yeah. that means they obviously defeated the other two previous to this scene so this is yeah. a signal to so tell like maybe, everyone maybe it's uh the devil sent in their kel and winter and kings sent in barons i guess so yeah it's a possibility. Or they sent in their Kells think, uh, and their Kells ran away. That could have been that. Uh, I think uh, I'm pretty sure Axis uh, was actually at Twilight Gap. Uh, the raid boss, Axis? Axor. Oh, Axor. Hold My on. bad. I was going to say, I, I haven't... That's the first I've heard of that. Nah. You're talking about the strike but, uh, bow? Yeah, yeah so... The, uh, the wolf kill. So or I'll the read the card. Uh, Disciple of the Prime Servant of Calyx, Axor initiated brutal crusades against human settlements beyond the city and ravaged countless awoken enclaves throughout the reef. When the queen waged her war against the wolves, Axor was taken alive and sealed into the infamous Prison of Elders. Uh, killing Axor before he can join the ranks of the House of Winter weakens the Fallen, strengthens ties to the Reef, and brings the city one step closer to gaining a solid foothold along the Shattered Coast. So it happened at the same time, but that was on the, the Queen side. Yeah, yeah, so... I guess so. That's going to oh, well. be during the uh, Reef Wars. Now, I'm, just, I'm just curious, like, what were the other major points of victory for Twilight Gap? Like, it's, a, it's killing a Kel... What were the other flares? Well, like, what were the other uh, wins? I'm, I'm just curious. I would say... I would say barons. That's my best guess. I Perhaps. Sorry. I think it, it's probably that they either... Um, that those houses just surrendered in some capacity. Either we killed their cow like we did here, or the cows surrendered and ran away, or some other way yeah. to signal that they were quitting. suppose so anyway one other thing about saint 14 before we move on if you didn't notice when you look at the exotic helm of saint 14 it has a dent in it mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I noticed that and then after this card came out i'm just like ah, grimoire it's nice. my favorite are you, are you a titan yes. 
I didn't. God. <laughs> purple yeah. Titan. And I do almost always wear a cool. purple shader. I started as a Titan because I'm terrible <laughs> at video games, and my husband was like, if, here, play this game, and he gave, he started me on Defender that he had already leveled up, and he was like, press these buttons, those are your panic buttons. And the first time I did it, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I need to play this game. I was like, I love it. I got a, I got a story to tell you guys uh, off podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> After the episode. Yeah. Anyway. So let's, let's keep moving. Uh, the, uh, the next thing is uh, the Guardians kill the, de- the next Devil Archon. We already did that. The next, the next phase that we want to get into here is uh, our own Guardians crusade against the Fall and our own victories against the House of Devils leading up to uh, Rise of Iron. So the the very the very first um, the very first boss like like we like we've already said the very first boss that we defeated was uh, Rixus the uh, the Devil Archon, um, and for some reason the Queen issues this challenge to us hunt down and defeat the Devil Archon on Earth. Well, that that came after. Oh, that's right. My bad. The uh, Archon Slayer bounty was likely the uh, Queen's Wrath bounty that happened once. Oh, so you're thinking that's from the uh, the beta? Well, no, like it was, week one. It was uh, week oh, two. Oh, I see. Okay. Or three. Whenever, the week after the first official Iron Banner. And then Whatever. it never came back. Because all it was was killing Axis and Ac- or Rixus and Axor and Sepix and Draxus. Just, that's all it was. You kill those four guys. Oh, that's entertaining. Yeah, because they I, didn't. They I just enjoyed didn't have it. Enough. They just <laughs> didn't have enough. I didn't enjoy it enough to beg for it back. I wanted something different back, but not a, not yeah. enough to be like it needs to come back, like everyone else was saying. Yeah, I wanted it back because that sniper rifle was the best sniper rifle to you date, get it. in my opinion. The supremacy. Mm-mm. You can still get it. How? Queen's Wrath bounties. The supremacy drops from it. Yeah, or Queen's Wrath rank. Hmm. The uh, all the uh, old Queen's Wrath nice. drops from it now. I'll have to do uh, that. Rise then. of Iron. I wonder what changes they made to it. Everything. But, yeah, because <laughs> it used to be in at least in before Taken King, or even in Taken King before the, the last sniper upgrades. It was one of the best sniper in the game, but. It was only like 170 light, so you couldn't really use it for most stuff. But I like yeah, yeah, me and my buddies would just farm Queen's Wrath, and we just play missions over and over again, just getting all the the gear. Because legendaries were pretty rare at that point in the yeah, game. Yeah, that's when they you didn't even get seven in a in a day. You got no. one. You got one <laughs> you, a month. You'd get six uh, legendary engrams, and one of them might actually be a legendary item. The rest would turn into blues. Uh. It was awful. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> See, I, I'm a newbie. I joined Destiny on like January 2nd of 20, you know, the, the, uh, that first January after Destiny was released. So I, I came in four months late. I, I missed uh, the Cryptarch being an asshole. I missed all of these horrible drops. So I and came in with the, uh, the loot updates. I, mm. I missed Aww. the loot cave. I missed the loot cave. I was there for it. I didn't give a crap about it, though. Awesome. Yeah, I never. I don't think I. I love it that. more now than no, I did I, then. I did it once, actually. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I did it once, and I was just like, "This is 
This is silly. I, I did it once, and I was on my bubble titan, and I would wait for the troops to come out, and I'd wait for the person behind me, like the random person, get ready to shoot his rocket launcher, and then I'd uh, pop my bubble. <laughs> I would try to kill him. As, it was it was fun. <laughs> I got a lot of hate mail, but I had I fun. <laughs> you're, you're a bad person. You're a bad person, so Dragon. That is that is horrible. <laughs> you give Titans a bad name. That's not nice. <laughs> I mean, old Titans. No, have titans bad do it on their own. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, go punch a wall or something, Chimera. <laughs> I'm not a striker Titan. Those Be are careful. useless to me. <laughs> you might make Waning mad. So she's my spirit <laughs> animal. <laughs> I can't say I'm surprised. Nice. I've, I've mentioned this, uh, I think I mentioned this on the Kicking the Bolts show, but um, BK, I always forget her, her full Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> BK Punching Titans, what I call her. But yeah, like she'll, she, her thing is she's a striker titan. She just goes around and she basically sees how many melee kills she can get. And she's gotten like 30-something melee kills in a single match. It's crazy. But uh, I always say like she is the, you know, she is the waning uh, of destiny. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Just punches everything. Waning reincarnate. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I hate the, seeing the hiccuping anyone. titan. <laughs> oh, is that's that what, what she's now. Yeah, that's that's her name now. At least it's okay. a BK spleen is her is her handle. Uh, yeah, she's I don't awesome. Know why I Go follow her. Titan. I think she, she changes it, so she might be the pitch, punching titan or something. Uh. But. Right now, it's a hiccuping. Either way, I, I just want to say I hate whenever I see a titan complaining about their melees being like not having a range. First off, it's the same range as a hunter melee. So mm. if you're complaining, then I should be complaining too, and I'm not complaining. Second <laughs> off, it's much faster than any other melee. Mm-hmm. Like you can get two, you can get two titan punches <laughs> off before anyone can even get close to their second melee. So this- I, I only complain about their melee when it's Iron Banner week. Uh, I always do Warlock first because I yeah. love Warlocks. And uh, like this last one, I was doing pretty much 99% Stormcaller, which has a, has a melee of like 30 feet. Yeah. And then going from that to the Titan, I was like, I can't hit anything. Yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> like, oh biggest gosh. problem. Otherwise, I don't mind it. But yeah. if I play my Warlock for yeah. a while and then I switch back, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> What normal people punch If I'm playing Titan for a while, (laughs) if I play my Titan for a while, I'm like, I know, I know how to close the gap and get the punch Mm -hmm. in. But when I go from like gunslinger with throwing knife, where it's like I'm gonna die, throwing knife to Titan, (laughs) like I just know people. I gotta be like, why did he? Like, why did he do that? Like I'm just like ten feet away, and I'm just meleeing. Like, why am I not killing you? (laughs) Just Mm. punching the air. (laughs) It's good stuff. Let's right. let's get back. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, um, we killed uh, we killed Rixis since I keep getting the names uh, mixed up. And then on the patrols, we can go and kill Karis and uh, excuse me. And then back <laughs> into the missions, we go to kill Sepix Sepix Prime. This is the original Sepix. The normal Sepix, the Sepix that Varix does not hate, uh, <laughs> and who shoots void energy, not solar energy. Uh, so his card, the Devil's Lair. Enter the territory belonging to the House of Devils. Find the servitor known as Sepix Prime and destroy him. Complete the strike, the Devil's Lair. The Fallen regard the servitors as gods, 
but I've had a chance to scan them. I'm not impressed. They're just <laughs> hyper-advanced frames. I'll be happy to see the fallen deity put on a scrap pile ghost. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I sense a little uh, animosity there between ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, he, he, he can say anything he wants. Uh, Mike does not know the, the, the Devil's Lair... Uh, strike was actually the Devil's Lair raid back in the beta. <laughs> uh, oh, you, yeah, you got to keep that harping was, on that, don't you? That was that was rough. It was it was a tough one until everyone figured out the cheese modes and with a little room you could hide in. That's usually the case. <laughs> it's horrible until we find the yeah. cheese. Or spot. the on the walker, you could just stand on that pipe from a mile away and snipe mm-hmm. them. That was before the pipe. <laughs> yeah, was still before beta. all that. Yeah, that's yeah. That was it. Was Black always Game. one of my. F- it was that one and uh, oh, I just went blank on his name. The Hive <laughs> Ogre dude. What's his name? Fogoth. Those Fogoth. so Fogoth and Sepkix were. They've always been my two favorite strikes. Just and they were hard. Um, Fogoth, if you didn't hide in that room, like it was tough staying alive out in that area. Mm. But uh, but it was fun. Brogoth. <laughs> Never thought, in, especially during the void nightfalls. Oh God! Screw that! Screw that. Let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we get target Sepix Prime. I think that was a mission or a bounty we got during House of Wolves as well. Um, and it was just you know, defeat Sepix Prime. Uh, says there have been reports of an exalted servitor hidden in the ruins of the Cosmodrome. Join with the fire team and eliminate this threat. Um, and then some of the the uh, text of uh, transcripts from this strike, uh, Savala saying, he says, The fallen will continue to claw at the walls of our city unless we strike them down. Beneath the ruins of the Cosmodrome, in the shadow of an old colony ship, we have located the House of Devil's Lair and the High Servitor feeding them their strength. We must destroy this machine god and send their souls screaming back to hell. Nice, Savala, nice. Fallen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we, yeah, Nexus, uh, the Devil Baron, uh, arrives, uh, and we kill him. Um, uh, weird thing about Nexus. Nexus? Nexus. It's not Nexus, it's <laughs> Nexus. Uh, weird thing about him, uh, he wears winter banners. Really? Hmm. Like that? Design oversight or something more. Mm. <laughs> well, that's that's a thing. Um, and since since we're getting to the end, I guess uh, that can be uh, the uh, speculation topic. I'll uh, I'll I'll get into that. Sounds uh, good for you all at the end. Mm. Yeah. So the end of that strike, uh, Zavala ends it. Uh, he says, "Sepix Prime cast a great shadow over our city." With its destruction, the fallen devils will grow weaker, but we must stay vigilant. The fallen are crafty. They'll find ways to survive. They always do. Um, that's definitely kind of a foreshadowing to the events we see now in Rise of Iron. Um, and, you know, they were weaker um, as far as, you know, they didn't have any kill that we are aware of. Um, you know, we assume now that Axis kind of took, kind of took charge and took uh, over control um, but we took down their prime, took down their archon, took down their kel. Um, they were definitely weak for a while. Um, but you know they 
found well, a way to survive. <laughs> and the uh, the case of the devils, and I'm a little bit upset that we haven't brought it up. Uh, they are actually uh, controlled by the kings and the shadows. So Ooh. when Sulcus died, it might just be that the king said, "Okay, we're we're still gonna control you. So you don't need it. Yeah. You don't need a Kel. You have us." That's very true. Yeah, yeah. Why do they don't need anyone to replace as Kel because they are running the show? It's anyways. fair to say that the uh, splicers are running the show now. Nice. For now, at least. Do you, that's that's actually. A, do you think that the uh, do you think that the reason why that the uh, splicers went after Siva and especially resurrected Sepix was to? I mean, uh, Shiro says himself. You know, in all on Siva, all things are possible. In Siva, we trust. And uh, he says himself that it's a, like. Um, rebuilding Sepix with Siva is like kind of attempt to rally the house behind the splicers. So, do you think that was an attempt to kind of loosen the king's uh, influence on the devils in the long run? Might have been. Definitely. Seems that's just what I took away from uh, that dialogue and the thing that you brought up. So that's that's what I'll, that's what we'll go with. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, now let's move on to the the Siva Devils and uh... yeah, this one would kind of be like a brief. I think um, we don't want to. I think we're going to save the majority of the Rise of Iron and House of Devils and the Splicers for another show. But we'll kind of get into the yeah. yeah. Take it away, Anon. Well, I'll pick it up if you want. <laughs> okay. Well, let me get it from you. Sorry. Um, so this one talks, talks about uh, Sepix Perfected, actually both of these two, um, and specifically his role with the, uh, the Devils. So this one says, The Fallen House of Devils had a firm grip on the Cosmodrome until brave guardians began to push them back, taking out their leaders and engaging the Devils' crews at every turn. Despite continued success against Fallen leadership throughout the Cosmodrome, no victory delivered a more crushing blow to the Devils than, their, than the destruction of their god-servitor, Sepix Prime. But Sepix has been reborn, augmented and perfected through Siva, and set to usher in the conversion of the House of Devils from de desperate scavengers to Siva-powered soldiers. Through Sepix and those like it, Siva will change the world. Then the uh, um, mission description says, or the, uh, or the, excuse me, the Shiro dialogue before the mission for Sepix, he says, the House <laughs> of Devils marked you as public enemy number one after you trashed their prime servitor, but but your old friend Sepix Prime is back, and apparently better than ever, thanks to the Devil Splicers and Siva. And then... Nice. Um, then we have the, I didn't uh, like, the Devil Splicers. I ahead. didn't like how... Uh, Asymmetrical. He does have the, uh, like the, uh, yeah. He was perfected. Nah, he was, he was heavily <laughs> weighted on the left side, and it was, it was very annoying to see it. Maybe the left side's the strong side. You know, like with all that armor, it maybe was, he's left handed. The right side was, <laughs> right? No, like the right side was completely unprotected, but he's perfect. Like half of what him is, is unprotected. What was it? Uh, the lady in the water, that guy who just he was lifting weights like all oh just one God. arm 
constantly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the Sepex version. Pretty much. He, he was only working on his left side. <laughs> he got to, he forgot to roll over. <laughs> Slept on the wrong head. <laughs> uh, so devil splicers. Uh, the, the fallen put splicers, their most revered scientists, to work investigating and understanding Siva, the golden age wonder discovered in the Cosmodrome. As the Splicers' knowledge of Siva's potential began to take shape, a rift grew between their techno-religious leaders and a younger, more ambitious sect of their rank-and-file Devil Splicers. The leaders saw in Siva a new god to worship. The Devil Splicers saw a way to become one with the very technology they worshipped. Siva was a means to a greater end. Evolution. So there's the... uh, There it is. So, um... Something I just want to point out for everyone. Uh, go on Ishtar, collective.net forward slash cards forward slash devil hyphen splicers and look at the card for the devil splicers. I'm looking at it right now. <clears throat> in the back, you see the vandal who's clearly covered up in Siva. And then in the front, you see the captain holding the swords. His right leg is Siva. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think it's interesting to see that he essentially lost his leg and Siva tendrils were replaced it. I didn't. I've never noticed it as an endgame trait to a captain, but I'm gonna That's keep an eye out for that I now. Wouldn't have noticed that. Until That's cool. that out, so thank you, Anon. Mm. Okay. All right. So what's the uh, the speculation topic for this week? Oh, it's going to be uh, about the exact uh, nature of, I, I guess it would be sort of post, uh, a post-Twilight Gap uh, conspiracy type of thing. With uh, Rixus, the Devil Archon, we see uh, his, his the higher-ranked Fallen, the Archons, have a different banner. They don't wear the the same type of banners as the Vandals and Captains and Barons would in mm-hmm. most cases. There's a few cases where this isn't true, uh, like Keldar of the Wolves. But uh, So Rixus has his own banner. And he also has his own uh, front uh, banner, like canker chief thing. And he also has what I would call the head adornment, uh, the devil horns head adornment, which I believed, and it's been yet to even be able to be proven because every new fallen boss that we get, they're always a special case. They're not just a regular fallen Archon or a regular fallen Kel like Rixus or Draxus was. But Rixus and Draxus actually share the same model, uh, literally down to the banners. They have the devil horns, they share the same banner, they share the same color scheme. Then on the protecting the Archon, or protecting the Prime directly, is Nixus and named Devil Baron, even though he wears winter colors. So Draxus being the Scourge of Winter, the Winter Kell, but wearing devil colors and Nixus being a baron protecting the prime wearing winter colors. Uh, someone actually came to me a, a long time ago and said, is it possible that the um, original winter Kell died and the devils uh, pushed someone into their, into their ranks 
and took the leadership position as Kel, sort of as like a, uh, and then as sort of like a, a checks and balances of, uh, of ranking officers, the winter then gave the Baron Nixus to protect the, the prime for the devils. Mm. So it wouldn't just be, okay, now you guys are in charge of us. That's just it. And we see that type of mentality where it's like anyone can really just jump in. It's not, it's not like you have to be a designated, you're going to be the next in line when I die. But it's a matter of respect where um, mm-hmm. the fallen uh, from the original prison of elders, uh, the cloak, I want to say it was from the original prison of elders. It, the flavor text, and I'm just going off of memory, uh, the flavor text read, uh, Fallen Respect, uh, I'm just going to look it up really quick. <laughs> Want to know a good site to look it up on? Yeah, I think there's the one. Destiny Tracker? We might have mentioned <laughs> it. <laughs> Close. It's uh, Ishtar Dash Collective. You're actually going to say something different this time around. <laughs> Uh, why would I? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it it was the Prison of Elders cloak, and it just sort of shows the simplicity behind it. Uh, here's my plan to be Kel. Fallen seem to respect violence and big capes. I'm really violent, and I found this cape. <laughs> so, essentially, if Draxus, being a devil, a high-ranking devil really did want to just step into winter all he would have to do is prove himself enough to make the entire house of winter be like okay you're the kill like that's all he had to do and that's what skolas did skolas was sitting there directly below the leadership of rixus along with parixus and iris so all the wolves were already looking at these three saying these guys are the people we respect but then when uh, Varixus died, it was like, okay, now I respect Skolas over these two, but I respect uh, Perixus over the other two. I respect Eris over the other two. And that's what caused uh, their little war. So it is mm-hmm. possible that a devil became the Kel of Winter, House of Winter. It's just that much more unlikely to happen. It'd be more difficult for them. Yeah. Uh, but if Winter didn't have anyone... Yeah, but if they lost... Qualified. Uh, yeah. yeah. It it could have been, and I mean, Winter already uh, showed that. Um, that like way of being, like when they lost Draxus on top of it, and the wolves came, they're just like, okay, we're wolves now. <laughs> yeah, we'll switch. Yeah, they, it didn't take too much convincing from Skolas. No. He came like, in oh, and all right, <laughs> came came in. Gave he said, "I am Kill of Kills." They're like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And um, yeah, so what do you guys what do you guys think of that? The possibility that Draxus originated as a uh, a devil. The the fallen are so so disorganized these days. It it wouldn't surprise me at all. The way the way you've set it up and what we've gone over tonight, I I'm inclined to believe you. The problem is we don't know enough about how they, how the houses interact with each other because there are 
they're a mm-hmm. totally different race than us. You know, we don't have their shared history and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it could have been that one of them went in and took took over. It could be that the devils in the winter and winter had some kind of negotiation. You know, maybe they fought and that was part of their peace and raid. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go here, mm-hmm. you go there as like a peace treaty kind of thing. We don't, we just don't know enough about their society to, to make a guess. So your guess is as good as well, mine. Yeah. Let me, uh, yeah. let me offer could, another, uh, this really quick. So let me offer another little bit. Uh, the crucible map thieves den. If you go in on, I think it's a sea flag, you'll see a, a devil red uh, f- uh, fallen walker. And if you look above, you'll see the devil banners. Uh, so here's the card for it. Following the defeat of House of Winter's ruthless Kel Draxus, guardians found a number of abandoned fallen enclaves throughout the Ishtar Sink. Most were cleared out, but this recently active fallen hideout remained mostly intact, complete with an idling skiff and constant reminders of the fallen's presence. Hmm. There's no winter banners in this all devil banners. supposedly winter enclave. I definitely say it's possible. Um, whether to say it's, you know, that's what happened. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of with purple. I, I'd want to know more information on that. Um, but even um, the descriptions of those two houses that Varix gives, they kind of fit together pretty well. Um, whereas, you know, House Winter attack, House Devils plot. Um, if you put a leader of the winter who can plot, who can plan with a. Um, sect that is good at attacking you know that would be that could be a pretty good pairing right there and uh this switch uh if 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 true uh this would have probably been uh either during or before uh probably before twilight gap uh and this is what confused me i thought it was axor but it was actually draxus uh draxus was a thorn in the city's side during twilight gap um but yeah, just another thing about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it, it, I would say definitely would have to be before Twilight Gap. If it was after, then you'd think they would just replace their Kel with mm-hmm. Draxus. But yeah, yeah, cool stuff. Um, anything else on House of Devils? Um, anyone can think of I that think may so. have missed or nothing that I think of Chimera. Nope. Anon? I mean, like, I have a lot to <laughs> say about don't, the Don't Anon, ask Anon Pig about the Fallen. He will go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I... Any, anything House of Devil specific that we might have kind of uh, glossed over or that you think is important to know? I feel like there's something we're missing. Post Probably. about it on Twitter tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and this is you know this was you know we kind of stopped this at you know before right when we read the Siva perfected card or the Devil Splicers card, um, but in the in the future we'll talk more about the yeah well, the, the current the Devil state Splicers of things. Definitely deserve their mm-hmm. own uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get a, a current state of things with the, the Devil House of Devils and uh, the Splicers and 
axis and all that fun stuff. The uh, all I have to say is the Elixni aren't <laughs> aren't in a good place right now. The kings are fine, but after after this release, the devils I, I don't see any way that they can come back from this. Mm-hmm. Um, their leadership's dead. I know it's yeah. yeah. Keep saying that. The, the win- winter's gone. Sorry. I think they are. S- no, no, I was gonna say, you know, this is something we mm-hmm. could probably discuss on a speculation topic a f- future episode. But I think I think they're setting the fallen up or the Alexini up for a uh, a revised role in a future Destiny whatever could you- uh, installment. I think we might see a more curious slash non-violent version of the Alexini we'll in the future. But we'll see. They're gone for now. Mm. <laughs> we want to wrap up. All right. Well, with yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, so you can find the show. You can email us at destinylorecast at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Twitter at destinylorecast. Um, send us in your questions. Um, actually, you did have one question. Let me get that real quick. Um, I forgot I pulled that up. Um, this is from God's Appointment Maker on Twitter, um, and he asked, uh, if a ghost guardian dies and cannot be revived, can the ghost choose another guardian? Uh, so this is kind of a speculation question, but what are your, real quick, what are you guys' thoughts on that? We have no idea. That's... No. No, definitely nothing in-game or in the lore about that, but... Not Let's say that the ghost is tied to the guardian, so when the guardian dies, the ghost might die. That's just my opinion on it. Except, I mean, not... There's certain cases, like, mm-hmm. you know, with Jaren Ward, where the ghost can be passed on to someone else, but I don't know. There's, I, I think there's only very specific situations in which a when a guardian dies, the ghost won't die as well. I disagree yeah. with the ghost dying as well because, especially because Jaren Ward, I think it's implied that Jaren's ghost went to Shin after and um, made Shin the guardian. It's not confirmed by any means, but it, it's definitely implied. And then my opinion on uh, the ghost from Ghost Fragment Titan, I think Titan might be Titan too. Is that uh, with like the whole? Holborn's, um, yeah, Holborn's Holborn's, yeah, yeah. The the wandering ghost that is just like really lost and confused. Uh, in my opinion, that's actually Dragon's ghost or Yor's ghost. <clears throat> After he cast it away on Mars, like it just wandered around and it became insane without uh, his guardian. Like, mm-hmm. there's definitely yeah, it's definitely something I. There's oh, definitely ahead. heavy implication from our ghost um when he talks about him when he was searching for us that yeah mm-hmm. there's no one yeah, else. i mean he said he tried to to get a couple of other people but that he was obviously on a mission to find someone with specific qualities we don't really know what those qualities are but but he was looking do you think it was sorry you, you finish oh, that's all Okay. Do you think it's just that he's almost just sort of like romanticizing our resurrection? Not, not saying this is how it has to happen, but like he was saying, like I knew I would find someone great, and then I found you. Not to say that he couldn't have found someone else, because like 
in Kate's stash, he said he tried to revive that the guy in the the pod. Although the guy in the pod mm-hmm. was a guardian already, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think that like, you know, this this ghost came from the traveler and could only pair with me, like only compare with my guardian. I think yeah. there's a set of characteristics that a person has to have to become a guardian. What those characteristics are, I yeah. don't know. Um, that to be intellectual, uh, disciplined, and strong. Sure. Um, and that the um, that it took our ghost a while to find us, so that the specifications have to be pretty narrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Where's yeah, it's would... very limited uh, amount of. Guidelines or qualifications for the ghost to find you, and so maybe Argo specifically was, you know, had very high goals to meet, basically to find this great guardian and not just someone they could revive. Yeah, I I, I would definitely agree that it's a very slim chance mm-hmm. to actually find someone who meets these these qualifications to be a guardian. And that's not necessarily to say that every ghost had the same list of qualifications. Because yeah. we know there are right. different classes yeah. and di- classes have different strengths. So it could be that, you mm-hmm. know, this ghost has yeah. this strength and they can only resurrect people who will become warlocks and this ghost has this list of strengths and they can only resurrect people to become titans and whatever. Maybe it's like um, Osiris said, how uh, the ghost is actually looking for someone who will be revived with uh, the knight errant mentality. Uh, What was the rest from that card? Either way, you get the point. Just Mm -hmm. that uh, a ghost isn't just looking for anyone. And not even that a ghost is looking for a good person, just that the ghost is looking for someone who will be revived and go to war. Obviously, it's not perfect, but it's just mm-hmm. that's what they're yeah, looking that's, for. Yeah, and that's kind of evident in the, the the warlords that we know of. You know, they weren't good yeah. guardians. They weren't there to protect the traveler, or the city, or the people. They were. They had their own motives, their own goals, and own. Agendas. Morality is not on the list. Mm. Yep. Yeah, apparently, that's that is actually odd. Now that I think about it, because you think like the ghost would be able to like tell. Right, but here's the thing. Maybe back then, guardians, as uh, we've been told many times, guardians make their own fate. Right, we're paracausal beings. Mm. If you limit the ghost to choosing someone who is a moral person who will only do good, good in the eyes of who? The traveler. Like, mm-hmm. because the traveler made the ghosts, that's mm. that's narrowing and yeah. putting someone on a path that they can only make decisions that are good in the eyes of the ghost or in the eyes of the traveler. And they're not a paracausal being. Ghost doesn't. I'm thinking maybe yeah. uh, the ghosts in the beginning were more willing to just revive anyone and then seeing what happened uh, might have limited their qualifications to fewer yeah that could be it's possible definitely possible 
Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Um, once again, welcome Purple Thanks. to the show. Um, that was glad to have you. It'll be fun. Looking forward I'm to it. Gonna be here every week now. I know. I know. I'm excited though. <laughs> um, but where can uh, where can people find you, Purple, on the on the well, interwebs? On Twitter, I'm at Purple Chimera, and you can find all of my summaries on Ishtar-Collective.net. This is gonna be a weekly thing. Anon, uh, what about you? <laughs> I'm on uh, I'm on the bird. The bird. Yeah, you can find me at a n o n p i g at anon pig. I do a lot of tweeting, tweetering, uh, retweetering, and uh, quote tweetering, and uh, post a lot of destiny news, a lot of funny things, and I'm gonna be <laughs> uh, uh, tweeting like pretty much every day this week because. By the time this episode drops, oh no, oh shit, no, you only got three days, that can't be right. It's the 19th today, so they have until the 23rd. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, uh, for you. By the time this episode drops, your story is due. (laughs) Have it done. (laughs) Hopefully you sent in a story. Yeah. We'll remind you on Twitter. Yeah, did we get, get any the stories more? in? Since you have the email, I don't have the email. Um, not yet. I know we had a couple on Twitter saying they were boy going to send some in. Mm. So I know I gotta so get those I got, in. I got three, and I got uh, some good TBL back on here to read the winner, and then he'll just you nice. Know. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, nice. that's where you can find Mike. me. Find Mike, me on what about Twitter you? Where can at, we find uh, you? At Mythos Mike, uh, tweeting about uh, not Destiny news and really nothing because you know, pigs. Pigs are better guy to follow than me. Just go follow him. Don't follow me. Um, <laughs> and then you can also find me on Twitch every once in a blue moon. Uh, twitchtv slash slash Mike S Nice. Also, go follow uh, at Ishtar C O L L. Need a nap. Just saying, it's <laughs> definitely definitely a quality Destiny Twitter to follow. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they post good shit. That's true. There, there were people uh, who didn't know about like any of the masks, like t- like today. They were saying like, "Oh my god, what's this?" And it's like. How are you so behind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but you can find me on a. You can find me on Twitter. It's handsome dragon, and the O's are zeros. Um, same thing for Twitch, but I don't really stream anymore because my computer hasn't really been working for it. But but yeah, you'll you'll see all my cub tweets on there right now because the cubs are awesome. And they're doing good, so I got to keep it rolling. But I think that is going to do it for tonight. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining in. Uh, I think it was a fun fun episode. Uh, had some fun with the Fallen, learned some stuff about the Devils. Um, we're excited to dive deeper into it. Um, next week's episode is still kind of a secret, or not necessarily secret, but we're still deciding what exactly we want to talk it's about. But uh, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not a secret. We've been talking about it for weeks. Next week, uh, two weeks is the uh, the spooky lore, isn't it? No, next week is spooky lore. 
Yeah, we're oh, recording yeah, right. it next. Oh, that you're right. Because. Yeah, you are right. Anna's right. Yeah, spooky lorecast with uh, spooky, spooky people. Should should we announce? Not yet. Not what yet. we nah. have for? Nah, nah. No, no. Nah. Okay. Because like, All I right. mean, like, you got me. I'm wearing a mask, and then Chimera's like, Chimera's already like scary, and then we got a purple one. Like, that's <laughs> doubly scary. <laughs> And then I don't uh, dragons. I mean, those are pretty lame, but like it'll do. And then but it's a handsome dragon, which is kind of creepy. So yeah, that's true. And then there's Mike. <laughs> like, that's horrifying. So we're gonna we're gonna have a really spooky. Uh, I need some like skeletons or something. Yeah, we're, I we support the skeleton I'm army. Bed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. night.